0: Thankful for the way these stories hold on To the lifetime we won't get back I know these rivers carry
1: Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and this is our monthly episode with the Kankakee County Museum, where we team up and we put out something interesting about our county's history. And before we get to today's subject, we want to make sure to point out some things that are happening at the Kankakee County Museum currently, their fall fundraiser for these beautiful potted mums that they get from Benoit Greenhouses. That is going on right now. And uh, they're it's a nine-inch potted mum. They're $12 each. They've got white, pink, red, yellow, purple, and orange. You can place your order by going to kankakeecountymuseum.com. Pick up for those will be September 12th between 11 and 5. So, get a hold of the museum if you want to get your mum in or your mums, I shouldn't say multiple mums. And also the 104 history campaign is back where if you donate $100 you get your name put on the
2: it's the the history wall, right? right. Yes, it's a, a wall with plaques with the names of all the donors who have Donated a hundred for history through several of our different campaigns. It's a nice recognition for a nice gesture. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And if you let's say you're you're tight on money, but you still want to donate, there is the five dollar club where you can give five dollars a month to the Kankakee County Museum. So those are all things that are going on at uh, the museum right now. I don't I don't think I missed anything. Did I miss anything? Was there one? I feel like there was one other thing I was supposed to mention, but regardless, you can always go to com for any of the things I just mentioned and plan your visit to either the Kankakee County Museum or the French Heritage Museum, which will be open through the fall. That's open every Saturday. Yes. The French Heritage Museum is in downtown Kankakee. Yeah, Indiana and Oak Street. Yep. So, I would like to welcome once again Jory Walters, the research coordinator for the Kankakee County Museum, and then Jack Clacey, who is also in the research department at mm-hmm. uh, the Kankakee County Museum. Welcome to you both. Jack also good uh, writes uh, good morning, writes a, a weekly column in the Daily Journal, mm-hmm. always something history related, and the Lifestyle Magazine, too. I just got the, yes. the latest issue for that and another great write up in
2: there. Yeah, I uh, usually do did, one Jack. article for uh, Lifestyles every edition. And
1: there was a great write-up on Veronica too. It was the executive director of the museum. I,
2: so I think that you know, lifestyles has come along really nicely. That was probably, to my mind, the best, most information-packed and graphically interesting edition they've had since they were started out. I agree, and I I think that magazine
1: has been one of the best ones the journal has done because the journal has done several through the years magazines or or special things like that over the years. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the best ones. Yeah. Taylor Ledden runs that and she just does a terrific job. She does. So shout out to to Taylor of the Daily Journal for doing such a great job on that. So last month we talked about the Mm -hmm. Riverview Hotel or Hotel Mm -hmm. Riverview in Kankakee and got a lot of great response from that, by the way. I wanted to let you two know that Wonderful. I, I think that was one of the listeners' favorite episodes with the Kankakee County Museum so far. So I wanted to let you two know about that. And I remember when we finished recording that episode, Jory, you were like, all right, next month we're going to talk about... Electric Park. Mm -hmm. You said we have to do that. And it goes it goes in well, because once again, it kind of goes along with that summer theme. We're still Mm -hmm. in August. People are still doing summer-esque things, Mm -hmm. recreation. Mm -hmm. And this also ties once again to Emery Cobb. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, however you guys want to take it away, let's talk about Electric Park
0: Well, Electric Park actually was about thirteen years before the Riverview Hotel, so this it was established before it kind of overlapped with the hotel.
2: So that would have been eighteen seventy
0: four. Okay, I I got that right.
2: No, ninety four actually. I think according to the notes, ninety four. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't, uh, 74 is before the trolleys.
0: Oh, we were thinking the trolley. Well, I learn something new (laughs) every day. I have have so many dates in my head.
1: I can only imagine.
0: That sometimes I do get it wrong. So
1: 1894.
0: Yes. Yes. So the location is the current day Beckman Park and the road that you take so Chicago Avenue?
2: No, Osborne. Uh, Osborne. Osborne was where the trolley route came right. down to the and park. Right, and then
0: mm-hmm. the one by the river. Oh, Cobb Park. Cobb, Cobb Boulevard. Cobb Boulevard. Right. So Cobb Boulevard did not go through all the way to the country club. So at the edge of the trees where the park stops and then the neighborhood goes on, That's that was the city limits at the time. Mm-hmm. And beyond that was just people owning you know, land. Mm-hmm. And so there was the marina, not the marina, today's marina, yeah. but that was a beach and a diving area, a swimming area, canoe area that had a slide, I believe. Um, they had a yeah. slide.
2: Like a water slide or like a regular slide. slide? I know there was one at Goggers Grove, and I yeah. think there was also one at To, you know, go to
0: the beach. So all of that land that's the now the marina was part of it, so that was all just land. There was no street going through there, and Beckman Park, we now know, is open field. They do have the Little League park park there. So where the Little League park was, I believe, was where the roller coaster was. Right. <laughs> so they had a roller coaster, and then they had dance hall. They had a six hundred seat auditorium. They had um, interest, a midway.
2: Oh, excuse me. I was just going to say, this, it was kind of a modern touch to that auditorium, mm-hmm. the theater. It had a retractable roof, kind yes. of like a baseball field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this case, it was a canvas.
0: Yes.
1: That
2: they could pull across it and cover the, the top. It was the eighteen
1: ninety four version of yes of,
2: <laughs> of a retractable a, a retractable roof. roof.
0: <laughs> and then what made this place so special was they had electric lights strung around so that meant that you can enjoy the park during the daytime and you can enjoy it during the nighttime so that was something new for the public something new for the time Emery cobb was always good at providing the newest amenities right for the period and so you can enjoy different things in the daytime or nighttime I did a walking tour several years ago of the park and I had pictures and I kind of walked around the open field there trying to decide approximately maybe where some of the buildings might have stood. It's really hard to tell in the pictures of the different buildings exactly where they were. So I did my best to kind of decide maybe where they were. You could do the Midway, which would have games and kind of like the fair. you would go to the way at the fair. They had cabins you can rent. They had the dining hall. They had...
2: The bandstand. The bandstand. So twice a day, free concerts. Mm-hmm.
0: They had the Chautauquas there and sometimes. Those are,
2: yeah, in later years. In later years. What's the Chautauqua? It's It's a lengthy kind of educational slash inspirational camp meeting. It started out in New York State, in in fact, in the town of Chautauqua. But they bring in speakers. They would bring in speakers, prominent speakers frequently. They would present programs. They had musical programs. And it was just sort of an uplifting educational experience because this was a day when there was not a lot of public activity. No, No television, no radio sort of motion pictures, but there's not a lot of other things. So live entertainment and live activities were very important uh, Mm -hmm. as far as getting people out to do things, get out of the house and so forth. So I guess maybe
1: backtracking to before Electric Park came to be, what what led up to the building of Electric Park?
0: Well, Emory Cobb owned a lot of land. Where the idea of the Riverview area, the Riverview neighborhood, if you think about that in the the larger scope, that covers a lot of land. He owned most of that land and then onward towards Aroma Park. Yeah. So south, Total, south
2: of River Street and all the way from basically Chicago Avenue to Baker Creek on uh, on the Aroma Park Road. Mm-hmm and just to give a
1: little synopsis to anyone that hasn't listened to any previous episodes about Emery, he retired he was a chicago businessman and he retired mm-hmm. to kankakee he did
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's that's when he bought up a bunch of land right
0: he did he was a breeder of shorthorn cattle and he he did that business and he was the founder of western union telegrams he actually came to just a whole bunch of nothing in the Key Valley mm-hmm. and live by the river and enjoy retirement. Well, to our benefit, he decided, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that.
1: We kept busy so in his he retirement. Kept busy. Yes. we had
0: land. Mm-hmm. So that land that he put forth towards the park was kind of in response to Captain Gauger who had a park, a picnic area, downstream a little bit near uh, Aroma Park.
1: Galger's Grove. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Galger's Grove. So, so Galger's
1: Grove was in existence first. Yes, in the late yes. 1880s. Okay.
0: And so he did a little bit, and then Emery Cobb built a little more. It got got. Captain <laughs> Caber built a little bit more, so it's kind of like a yeah. Competition. 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 Yeah, yeah. Who could build the for biggest For the entertainment the best? dollar. <laughs> and
1: I guess where Electric Park was, it would have been what, east of Hotel Riverview? Is uh, that yes correct?
2: By about uh, what, half mile or so roughly? Yeah, about ten blocks yeah. or so. Yeah, if you go from the idea of where mm-hmm. Chicago, or Chicago meets the river or Cobb Park. Yeah. And look all the way down to Beckman. That was, I, I think, roughly about a half mile, maybe a little more than that. So Emery Cobb sees
1: Captain Galger doing his thing mm-hmm. a little ways down the river near Aroma Park. Amusement mm-hmm. amenities. And he's like, oh, I could probably do that, but better.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: he's thinking since at that point, you know, Electric Park, the reason why it was called Electric Park is because the park was technically owned by Cobb's tro- electric trolley That's company. right. The right? Electric
2: Streetcar Company. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So he thought, I've got this trolley company. Mm-hmm. I can, the, the line can go right, right here, right to this mm-hmm. park.
0: And people from Barbaday and uh, Bradley and, can, right, and can South get, of the River. And, and South of the River can get to the park. Yeah. And I believe there was a fair. Um,
2: uh, oh, yes. As far as the cost.
0: Cost. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The original purpose of, of building the park was to generate more revenue through the trolley company because mm-hmm. these are kind of tough economic times, the mid 1890s. Mm-hmm. And so the deal was the trolley fair was a nickel. Mm -hmm. from anywhere in the area to anywhere in the area. So if you took the trolley to the park, you walked in free. But if you happened to be somewhere else, around and just walked up to the gate and wanted in, you had to turn over a nickel to... (laughs) to get in. So
1: really, this was just an idea. This, the park, electric park was really just a way to get people to get on the
2: trolley. Pretty much. It was one of the many reasons? you know, Mm -hmm. people took the trolley to work and they took it downtown for shopping and so forth. But this was one more attraction to get them on the trolley. And it seemed to work. (laughs) There was a a really neat entry there uh, at where the turnaround was. It was a kind of an arch. And, uh, you walk – it's kind of like if you ever go to Ravinia where you walk through the arch into the park mm-hmm. up there. This was a, a park. There's also mentioned that the swimming beach and so forth uh, where – Was that bo- inside? Basically where this, the harbor is. Okay. Well, no, it was a, a beach right on the river. You know, there, so. Right.
1: But that was outside of Electric Park, right? No, it that, wasn't actually, on the inside. No, actually like it?
2: it was part of Electric Park. It was. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not fenced off necessarily, I guess, mm-hmm. but it was – but there was a changing house there. And there's a kind of interesting story for that. The changing house originally was built for the Hotel Riverview uh, because they had a kind of a, they originally had a kind of a swimming beach there. But I think it didn't prove too popular. So Cobb decided, well, I'll just move it down to Electric Park. And they had an interesting way of getting it there because it was too big to put on a truck or not truck or on a wagon in the wintertime. They slid it on the ice in the river <laughs> for the half mile or so down down to Joe Electric Park. And
1: that would have been easy because that's mm-hmm. back in the day when the river would actually would freeze. Freeze, freeze several and, feet deep. Right. Several. Nowadays, that doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was in the days when there was a major ice harvesting business. Yes, st-
1: yeah, and we we've yeah. talked a little bit about that on on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But I love the yeah. fact that that's how they
2: moved the changing house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also had boat rentals, rowboats, and I would think basically boat rentals. They might have had a, there were things that were called Napsa launches, which basically were kind of a, a small outboard motor kind of thing that uh, ran on you know gasoline type material. They also had. A, Couple of other things that don't always turn up. They had tennis courts. They had uh, lawn bowling courts also. Were bowling alleys a thing at that time? Lawn bowling, I think, was. I don't think enclosed bowling alleys really developed until toward the end of the eighteen nineties and the early nineteen hundreds. Jory mentioned the dance pavilion, which yes. was, of course, lighted Green up like lantern. everything. On there, it was called the yeah, the Green Lantern. Was the-
0: they had all night dance contests <laughs> there.
2: And of course, obviously, music all the time, the the free concerts, and then also in later years, concerts that you paid separately to get. There were a few things that you paid separately once you got in the door, in your, mm-hmm. paid your nickel or, or sure. came in the truck. Uh, for example, I think there was a... Uh, a separate charge for the uh, coaster, roller coaster. coaster, yeah, yeah, and that was that was built a little later. That was built nineteen oh nine. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's that's all, all over ten years, quite a bit more. Yeah, it was a wooden coaster, kind of like some. We of have the...
0: several photographs of it. If anybody wants any photographs of Electric Park, we have many. Oh, we have lots, <laughs> yes, and postcards. So please feel free to contact me or Jack for to <laughs> look at that or any other written information. That's right on it.
2: Yeah. The uh, roller coaster was built by a bunch of local carpenters uh, using local lumber yard. This is liars. We don't know for sure, but we kind of can guess from looking at the pictures that probably the initial drop was about 50 feet. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it had, you know, rises and dips and sweeping curves around. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing like it for miles around. Probably the next nearest one might have been in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So it was quite an attraction.
1: So were there any other rides besides the roller
0: coaster? Not that i saw. There, there, like
2: there a, might have been a, carousel. a merry-go-round or carousel, yeah. type of thing, but I've never seen any yeah. evidence of that.
0: We haven't seen anything else like that, although it was possible. We just know from the photographs that we have. In the information you have, although I keep finding more information that I didn't know about Electric Park along the way, the dining hall, and I just saw an ad the other day when I was putting away material. He brings me a lot of material <laughs> from like old newspapers, etc., about the dining hall, and you could, I believe, it rent the space for a banquet or something. Banquets or whatever. Okay. in the dining hall. I didn't know about the dining hall for a long time. And that sometimes I come across information about something like this, about electric particles. I'm like, oh, I did not know this. So I keep adding to the information we have. And so when I talk about it or do some type of lecture about it, I have more notes, more information to share.
1: Do we know how much it cost to build Electric Park back then? Is there any costs that, as I suppose that would have been in the records of the trolley business, right? Would have
2: been in their records. So, yeah, and who knows where those are? I don't think we we have any of them.
0: I don't know, but I, I do believe it was very popular for many, many years and they declined. The park kind of declined as I get it over time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when people began to have their own automobiles right. and they weren't dependent on the trolley, and then they could go to different places outside the community, I believe that's kind of when the people declined. started
2: to do traveling of their yeah. own yeah. outside of the county. Mm-hmm. Yeah with their cars. That's right. They didn't have to depend on getting the trolley to go somewhere. Actually, the, probably one of the contributing factors to its decline also was World War I for a couple of reasons. One, a big part of the crowds that they attracted were young men and their dates. They were off in the army or whatever. And at the same time, during World War I, there were an amazing amount of control economically. Things were rationed. It was hard to get various things. Uh, wages sometimes were cut and so forth because of cost, and so you didn't have the money to spend on frivolous things like going to Electric Park. So it gradually declined over a period. Basically, probably saying you know nineteen, and that would coincide. The early part of World War One was coincide with the real beginning to, of automobile ownership. Yes. By the time World War I was over, it didn't really rebound. It just mm-hmm. sort of spluttered along. Most of during that later period, 1917, 18 through 20 or so. And biggest,
1: was it – I'm sorry. Was it still in, in control
2: of the trolley? I believe it was. I'm not sure when the time? other company took over from, uh, from Cobb, but they would okay. still have continued the yeah. business. Right. And at this mm-hmm. point, Cobb was deceased. Right. He so had died from – kicked in his head by a horse. Yes. (laughs) Oh, is that what happened? Yes. Oh, wow. By the early 1920s, probably the major activity there was paid concerts, band concerts, because if you're looking in the old newspapers in that period, there'd be announcements of the so-and-so's band is playing Thursday night at, uh, or Friday night or all week at Electric Park. Mm-hmm. And then there were, I think maybe at one point, one of the dance floors might have been converted to a roller rink, too, because roller skating was fairly popular. Mm-hmm. was starting to yeah. become popular. Yeah. By about the mid-1920s, it sort of died a, a natural death. It just became an abandoned. Nobody was operating, and it just sat there deteriorating. So in nineteen twenty eight, the City of Kankakee's Park Board bought it for unpaid taxes. They tore down all the buildings and eventually developed it into open parkland for I, it didn't have a specific name as far as I can tell, but it was kind of picnic grove. You could come there and picnic and so forth. And I don't know whether the you know, beach beach might still have been open but not supervised by anybody, people who might still swim there in 1935, the city decided, and I'm not sure if it was still a city park at that time. At one point, the Kanky Valley Park District was developed and took over the parks. Originally, they were operated by the city. For example, Alpineer Park was one that was operated by the city for many years. Anyway, in 1935, whoever was controlling the parks in those days decided to name the park for Frank Waterman, who was the operating head of the the Waterman Pen Company in New York, which was a very large and very big operation. And
0: he was on Jeopardy! question. Oh, that's... Jeopardy! ah. question the other day. I got it right. Frank Waterman? Frank Waterman, yes, the pen. So
2: did he have any ties to (laughs) Kankakee? He was born in Altarf and Ah. grew up in Kankakee and eventually moved into... His uncle, I think, was the person who really developed the Waterman Pen Company, but then Frank moved into the ownership when the uncle died. A lot of people are familiar with what I call the mystery monument. When you go down Cobb Boulevard in Beckman Park, there is a about a six foot tall, I don't know what you would call it, I guess maybe monument, made of, of big rocks, bowling hall bowling ball-sized rocks that are all cemented together, and there's a blank rectangle on the front of it facing Cobb Boulevard. And people say, what's that? What is that? What's that been there forever? Well, it turned out, and I don't know whatever happened to the plaque, but at the time that the park was named for Waterman, there was a bronze plaque with two paragraphs of information about Frank Waterman and why the park was named for him and that sort of thing. It disappeared somewhere along the line. We do have photographs of it. But when the park was officially dedicated in 1935, they had a big... To do oh, ceremony,
0: yeah. Did he make
2: a ceremony? Did he make a big contribution to the city or something? No. They I mean, were hoping he would. I have the feeling. I,
1: it, to me, it seems random. I don't know. I mean, I get like, yeah, he grew up in Kankakee and then yes. be, took over this ginormous company, but I don't know. Yeah. It was
2: just, yeah. I think, and I, I don't know. We never have any hard fact there, but there seemed to be kind of a feeling. That the reason they did this was they were figuring, okay, good. We're gonna name this park for him, and he's gonna come up with some some big bucks to develop the place and this sort of thing. Gosh, that's so they funny. had, you know, they had the ceremonies. They even had a a big barbecue and fed people and this yeah. sort of thing. They spent a day t- touring him around the county and back to the points where he, you know, had grown up. It was and just so a forth. way
1: of uh, milking him,
2: right? As far as far as we could tell, the only thing he gave the city was he sent them two kind of rare black swans that had been on the in the waterway in his house, his Palm Beach, Florida residence. <laughs> that was the only thing. And I guess they swam around the river for a while and who knows what happened. To yeah. Them. Also very strange. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it remained Waterman Park from 35 until 1956 when the city decided to rename it for somebody more recognizable to more current people, I guess. I'm like,
1: oh, well, that didn't work <laughs> yeah. out
2: the so, way it was supposed to. Yes. So it was named for Louis Beckman, who had been mayor of Kankakee and was very prominent in lots of mm-hmm. things in town. And it's therefore, it re, there's what it remains as. Okay. If I'm
1: not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. Beckman, didn't uh, one of the Radeke's marry a Beckman, uh, right? From so. Radicky yeah. Brewery, right? I think so. Isn't that... Yeah. There was a tie, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, between the Beckmans the and the Radikis. The German Radekes. community
2: here was very close knit. They all, most of the families, they come here about the same time in the eighteen seventies, eighties, and so forth, emigrating from Germany. And yeah, you had the Radikis and the Beckmans, and oh my.
1: I just um, swore when we did the Radeke yeah, brewery yeah. episode, would, you mentioned a yeah. marriage between a Radicky and a Beckman.
0: Beckman.
2: I would not be surprised. Yeah,
0: The prominent families back in the day married into each other's.
2: That's right. Families. Right.
0: So you always find somebody is related to somebody else mm-hmm. through marriage. But they also had many children. Right. Um, big families. Day, big yes. families mm-hmm. and married off into prominent uh, yeah. other families um yeah
1: so when was beckman louis you said right louis beckman louis when beckman. was when was he mayor of kankakee
2: oh boy i think in late 40s or i know uh let's see when i came here in 63 he was at least several mayors back from there so i think yeah maybe in the 40s and early 50s he i like many of the mayors in Kanke, served a number of terms.
1: Is there anything that you can think of? One of his
2: accomplishments, or things that happened while he was in office in the city? The Beckmans were property developers. They developed a number of subdivisions. In fact, I think it's possible that the area we're sitting right now may have been, I might have been a Beckman development, the West Meadowview or East. Yeah, I guess that that sort of area. I can't think of any. He was. Let's see trying to think who was mayor when the Washington Avenue Bridge was built, when there was a big to-do in 1904. But I think that was before Beckman, but I'm not sure.
1: Thinking about Electric Park, it had so many things, mm-hmm. it so did. many different amenities. As far as entertainment goes, was there anyone of prominence that ever performed there that we know of?
2: Not that I know of.
1: Um, Is there anything on record of that?
0: The only thing I can think of is a Chautauqua where I think the um Helen Keller. Yeah. I believe was yeah, Helen Keller, Keller, one of them.
2: Wow. And I think
0: the women's temperance union um oh yes. Lady Yes tip uh, of my tongue.
2: The founder. Yeah. she was a she was much earlier, though. She was eighteen fifty three. Yeah. Uh, fifty-two when she taught here. Gone blank. Yeah. <laughs> But the um, founder of the Women's Christian Temperance Union taught in Kankakee for one semester in the very early days, and then went north to Evanston. I can't think of her name. They had a, a fountain erected in her name yes. down mm-hmm. on the courts at the corner of Court in Indiana.
0: Somebody in that area was spoken on Chautauqua. i think mm-hmm. he, I could be wrong. So the electric park, if you. Beckman Park if you go there today you'll just see a a wide open field and you see like said the road going through and then the marina and you think of it as a separate area the marina's over here there's a road going through a big park just open area and then the little league place but that was all one one area and um no and
1: there's no I mean there's no clue Anywhere that it was once Electric Park, right? Right. There's no remnants of any kind. No, Uh
0: -uh. no, there's nothing that resembles it. So that's one reason why I wanted to do a a walking tour there. Yes. And with my big sign, I I put a, I enlarged pictures, actually, Jack did it for me, enlarged some pictures, and I put them actually on a stick and I held them up Mm -hmm. so that, because I'm short, so people could see and just kind of walked around and tried to get an idea of maybe where some of the buildings right. were, just a guesstimation of, of things. It is really hard to tell in the photographs because there's just woods, just trees. Yeah. Right, lots really of
2: tell. trees. Lots of trees, yeah. mostly to yeah. the west end of, of that area where the yeah. cabins were among the trees and so forth.
0: But the, the theater looks like base shit. To me, it just looks like a so building what, from outer space.
2: So it was round.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, pretty round. Pretty much yeah. round
2: or octagonal. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, had this canvas cover that could be pulled across. Mm-hmm. And, so was it a, a, a Shakespearean style theater? I can't tell. It might have been similar to that with just. You know how it's the, a, a, you theater, got a round the, theater in the round with the stage at one, mm-hmm. that's with the wrapped stage in around the middle three at, sides of right. it. Right it looks like it from the, we don't have any interior pictures, but looking at it from the outside, it looks like it probably would have had kind of a globe theater kind of.
1: Okay. And then I
0: also read that they added another hundred seats to make it, I believe 700. Mm -hmm. They added up and then you can have plays. They are musical entertainment. You can go during the day. You can go during the evening. I would say you could go to, to um, uh, electric park and never do the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents would do one thing, the kids would go do something else. But there was always enough to keep you interested and to keep you busy. I would imagine they would have had a variety of different, like, things on the midway, different people coming right. coming in, different, maybe different games, different mm-hmm. variety over time to keep people interested and keep people busy and then you had your choice of a date, daytime family event or evening date night events during the you know, of course during the the warmer weather
2: yes.
1: Know, mm-hmm. Right. Because I mean
2: when it was cold, what did they do?
0: I pretty skating? much
2: yeah they pretty much shut down as far as the park was concerned. People would use the the, the changing house for as a warming House mm-hmm. uh, or a you know, place to put their skates on and that sort of thing, but it was there was no connection at that point or no on entry fee or anything. People just skated in that area. I okay. do
0: believe you could. Gauger had his boats stopped there, I believe too. Yeah, yeah. You could have, yeah. you can get on one of his boats at Riverview yeah. Hotel or um, uh,
2: downtown at what's now downtown. the Sky Avenue Bridge mm-hmm.
0: or Electric Park, and you can go down now boating was a huge uh entertainment factor. We have mm-hmm. a lot of photographs and a lot of postcards of mm-hmm. people boating in canoes and on the big uh the Roll big boats paddle boats, and- rowboats, fishing, standing, you know, in in the they do that now sometimes. This time of year, I'll get people going into the middle of the river when the river looks like a creek, you know. Oh, yes. And yes. they'll pull out items and bring them to me. Can you identify this? Um, <laughs> I, from what I can see, they, they had the same idea back then yeah. of, of standing in the mm-hmm. river or, you know, right. with their fishing poles or just swimming. Well, you can or, still see
2: that today below the dam. When I went across Washington Avenue Bridge the other day, there was somebody down below the dam. Yes, up, up to here and up to his waist in water when with waders wait, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're mentioning picking up new information. It's funny. I do a lot of research in old newspapers, obviously, and little bits and pieces turn up. And strangely, there's often be a column of sort of odds and ends. And so there'll be a paragraph saying, "Oh, Electric Park has added a hundred more seats to their to the theater." That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't happen to you have your eye run across that, you uh, wouldn't have known. Yeah. And when we do it, that turns up more information about this or about mm-hmm. that. Uh,
1: Anything else on Electric Park that you wanna put I, out there?
0: I believe it was a, a huge summertime, I would say event, but um mm-hmm. something that people look forward to going yes, to. This was
2: a tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's yeah, like they the could, fair, I think. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they could do it more often.
1: Right. It was. Yeah, it was open all. All summer. Speaking and... of
0: fair, I I I want to next time we we have this. I want to do the interstate fair. Oh okay. yes,
1: that's
2: a good idea.
0: Because that will actually kind of wrap up the summer. The summer.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And since um, the, I mean, the Kankakee County Fair just happened. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, the interstate um, fair ran for a long time as well, and that was in a location that is all woods now and you yes. would never know yes. no. No, what just, was there.
1: The only th- thing that's left you would know is that's old fair park. That's is exactly. what it's called now. So that's your indication. But yeah. If fair, you yes. go down
0: Brookmont Boulevard mm-hmm. and you see woods on either side of it, you would never know that was part of the, um, the interstate.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 We'll have to get into that. That'd be good. So we'll wrap that up. Awesome. Um,
0: we'll wrap up the summer next time okay. State Fair. Oh, before we run out of rain. summer <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah right mm-hmm. oh my gosh well Jory Walters Jack Clacy from the Kankakee County Museum thank you both so much to, to both of you for being on it's always it's a, pleasure. a
0: pleasure and again to anyone listening anybody who would like information please contact us and we're happy to Provide information and/or photographs.
1: Yes, uh, yes, always go to kankakeecountymuseum dot com. Uh, there is Instagram and Facebook. Both of those are at kankakee county museum. Uh, the as I mentioned, the Mums Fall fundraiser going on right now. It's only twelve dollars for each mum, that helps uh, keep the lights on at the museum. But there is also the hundred for history as well, or the $5 Club, if you want to make a
2: contribution. 100 for History is, we hope, a fundraiser to help uh, defray some of the uh, maintenance and operating costs. Uh, We've got a a building that was built in 1948 originally and a lot of additions put on through the years. So there's always something breaking down. Mm. We need a new furnace for this, or we're currently surveying the situation with our roof. Yes, And uh, that may be something major in the nearby future. So we're trying to hedge against that to raise some funds to stand by. We are not a tax-supported institution. We we get a minor amount of tax uh, that is levied through the Park District that helps to pay some of our personnel costs. But the rest of it is all donations and uh, bequests from people and so forth. So we can always use money.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) not to mention... The you know the small home and well, the it's, the Taylor it's Taylor Schoolhouse. Yes, those are both old buildings. And then the, you know the French Heritage Museum is one of the <laughs> oldest, or if not the oldest building. It's the oldest building in downtown Kankakee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the older the building, usually the more maintenance it requires. Yes. It yes so and that <laughs> is always a high cost. So yeah. any uh, contribution of any kind is is truly mm-hmm. appreciated. So yeah, it, it, those those costs never seem to go get lower do they
2: oh no, just like every homeowner we've got a light bill and we've got a water bill and <laughs> yes. we have a gas bill
1: <laughs> yes and it, i'm glad you did point out that you are not you know you're not funded through people's tax dollars you know yeah. so that's that's it's important to point out um so yeah any any contribution is
2: is mm-hmm. welcome so yes, we appreciate you Plugging it for us. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> that's what I'm here for. So thank you to you both again. You're welcome, well, pleasure. Pleasure. well, that concludes this episode of Kankakee podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with a family member, friend, or neighbor that you think might enjoy learning new things about the people and places of Kankakee County. Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Karen Bishop, James Reardon, Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenal, Dave Barron, Daryl Damper, Samantha Rocknowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Don Harrison, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Kerry O'Connell, Jamie Race, Joanne Barry, Anthony Vicelli, Eric Olson, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Dreenan, Sandy and Steve Twait, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kankakeepodcast.com and then just click on the Patron tab. If you pledge $5 or more per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode. There's also other rewards like early access to new episodes, unedited versions of episodes, even video versions of select episodes, podcast merch, discounts on special events, and so much more. Your monthly pledge is truly appreciated. Our monthly goal right now is to reach $400 per month and right now, we're about 37% away from reaching that goal. So please sign up for the patron program today at KankakeePodcast.com. Our theme song is by Lupe Carroll. Talk to you soon. This river